Hello, and welcome to the Christ's Church Cathedral podcast. This is the sermon from our celebration of the Holy Eucharist from July 25th, 2021, by the Canon J. Lefebvre, recorded live at the Cathedral. We hope these words will speak to your heart and mind. May the words that I speak bring us closer to God. May the words that I speak be true to God. Amen. Kumbaya, my Lord, kumbaya, kumbaya, my Lord, kumbaya, kumbaya, my Lord, kumbaya. How are you? How are you doing? How are you feeling? When we see someone or talk to them on the telephone or through FaceTime or Zoom or through texting, we usually start our conversation with one of those questions. It's kind of built into our communication etiquette. And usually we hear the answer, I'm fine, how about you? Or, okay, you? And instinctingly, we too, as if on autopilot, also say, oh, I'm fine, thank you. And we say this even if we aren't really just fine. Now let me ask you this question in a slightly different way. Let me ask you, how have you been doing during this COVID period? Different answer? For me, that would be a resounding yes. I have found this third wave to be very difficult and very trying. As someone who lives alone, the social isolation has been a significant challenge to me in terms of coping and feeling positive and upbeat. Oh yes, I've tried to keep connected through virtual means, but it is just not the same thing as seeing someone in person. And physical touch, a friendly hug or a handshake or an embrace with a kiss with those closest to me, I have sorely missed those, and I shall not ever take them for granted in the future. And if that were not enough to cope with, there's the constant news of what's happening in Canada and around the world with regards to COVID. And that has the net effect of, well, making me feel even more tired and run down and not my usual cheery self. Down in a big way, even feeling hopeless, although not in a way that is debilitating, since I'm able to function fairly normally, but certainly a profound effect on me, nonetheless. 
And I don't know why, but when I have felt the most lonely, I have also felt paralyzed to do anything about it. When this happened, I often asked myself why I couldn't muster up the wherewithal to reach out for some connection. It was the very thing I needed, after all. But I could not, or I don't seem to be able to bring myself to do that. It was like I expected or wanted or needed someone to reach out to me, to rescue me from my doldrums. And I wonder if any of you, whether you live alone or not, have felt anything like that during this COVID period. COVID has undeniably changed our routines, our outlook on life. COVID has challenged our mental health in a way that none of us could ever have imagined possible. And I miss being in assembly, hugely. I miss seeing you here in this place. It is weird, although I'm thankful for this opportunity, but it's weird to be celebrating the liturgy with you today and even sharing some of my thoughts as I'm doing right now in front of a camera. Well, better than nothing, but somehow just doesn't provide me with the spiritual closeness and connection that I get when we are together, singing hymns, praying together, and enjoying some fellowship and some refreshment afterwards. And while I am hopeful and encouraged that some in-person visits can now be made and that we are ever so slowly starting to be able to do more things, the road still feels like it's long and winding, especially because of the threat of this variant D or for the threat that some other mutation may occur that may be immune to our vaccines. So I ask again, how are you? Really, how are you? Someone's crying, Lord, kumbaya. Someone's crying, Lord, kumbaya. Someone's crying, Lord, kumbaya. Our Gospel passage this morning from John includes the well-known account of the feeding of the 5,000. And this story is included in all the Gospels, so it is an important happening. Now much has been preached about this event, like was it a true miracle? That is, did Jesus literally really multiply the loaves and fishes? Or did something else extraordinary happen because of what Jesus said or did? You know, I don't really think it matters how it happened. What matters is that something extraordinary happened because Jesus did something that no one expected. No one expected anyone to do. Jesus asked the disciples to trust him. And they did, though it must not have been easy for them to trust him, since what he was asking them to do defied all logic. 
And Philip expresses his concern and says that even if they had six months' worth of wages, they would still not have enough food, even if they could buy food where they were, which Philip knew they couldn't, for even a small morsel to be shared. The disciples must surely have been beside themselves. How can five loaves and five fishes feed this crowd? But they do have enough and then some. In the feeding of the 5,000, Christ shows us that if we can learn to trust in him, surrender ourselves in him, give ourselves to God, open ourselves up to something that we aren't currently, that God will provide us with enough of what we need in order to carry on in our daily lives. And not only enough, but an abundance, an abundance. Someone's lonely, Lord, kumbaya. Someone's lonely, Lord, kumbaya. Someone's lonely, Lord, kumbaya. Oh, Lord, kumbaya. So why is it so difficult for us to fully embrace this message? Why is it so easy for us to go into the place of despair when we are in the midst of COVID? Why is it so easy for us to ignore our relationship with God and the hope and support that it can bring to us when we are faced with uncertainty and adversity? Well, I think part of the answer lies in the second part of the gospel, fear, lack of trust, and just plain human nature. The disciples are in the boat and the weather gets pretty rough. Now, at first they aren't afraid, but after rowing for a while, they see Jesus walking towards them on the water and the scripture says they are terrified. How can this be? They can't believe it's Jesus, even though it looked like him. Impossible. Their fear doesn't go away until Jesus gets up to them and gets into the boat and tells them that it is him. And once he's in the boat, the fear is abated. Wow, here's another time when Jesus is doing something extraordinary, someone that no one expects that he can do. And it turns out to be a calming and assuring moment for the disciples. I think, just like the disciples, that when we are presented with something that is outside the norm, outside the boundaries under which we normally live and experience life, that we too are very easily become afraid. We lose our way and we allow fear and despair to overwhelm to the point where it is all we concentrate on to the detriment of our relationship with God and in turn with each other and the world around us. And it happens so easily. It's like it's built into our human nature. Yes, I know, it seems like COVID waves will drown us. Yes, it feels like we can't row against the COVID tide. Yes, we may lose our feeling from time to time that Jesus is with us, if I suppose we think of Jesus at all. 
We can't operate our boat in this COVID storm. That is, our lives. We can't. We'll drown. We'll not make it. Well, I don't know about you, but the gospel this morning is something that I desperately need to hear, especially, especially right now during this continued COVID. And to constantly remind myself of it, it brings hope actually into my soul and it really lifts my mood. It reminds me, us, that we are not alone, even if we may feel lonely that Jesus is actually right beside us. There is no need to live in despair or fear because Jesus is working in ex extraordinary and unimagined ways in our lives already. Today, tomorrow, and the next day. And it's our vocation to recognize this and to embrace it. Let our fear and anxiety go onto Jesus' shoulders. Jesus is here supporting and encouraging us and holding us up. And I think especially now when we are so weary and tired and feel hopeless or depressed around all things COVID, that this is good news and we need to hear it and to constantly remind ourselves about this great gift. Now, I've been singing a song that I think most of us know and many of us will have learned around a campfire, Kumbaya. But Kumbaya actually is not just a camp or fanciful song. It is actually intended to be a prayer to God. It was sung as an African-American spiritual and it originated by sl from slaves who worked in the land of South Carolina and Georgia. And interesting, the original words were, come by here, Lord. But they were originally spoken in Gullah, a Creole language that the slaves used. And in this original dialect, the words would have sounded to us more like, come by Yah, Y-U-H. And so the words later morphed into what we have today, kumbaya. And African Americans sung this as a way of asking God to come and help them. Come by here, Lord. It was a prayerful plea that asked God to come to them, to be with them, to save them from their slavery, to save them from the tyranny in which they had to live. It was very comforting to them. And so just as it was for those original slaves, it is a fitting prayer for us to sing. And I invite you, when you are starting to feel the heaviness of COVID or the heaviness of life that is stirring up fear and anxiety, things that take us away from God, sing. Sing Kumbaya. Hum Kumbaya to invite God to fill your soul with peace and love and above all, with hope. That's pretty fantastic news for us to hear and embrace. Now we need you, Lord, 
kumbaya. Now we need you, Lord, kumbaya. Now we need you, Lord, kumbaya. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a production of Christ's Church Cathedral, with audio editing by yours truly, Eduardo Farias. For more information, go to cathedralhamilton.ca. We hope you would join us again soon. Have a blessed day.